Come into the fire. The presence of the Lord, a consuming fire. We need you, Lord. Consume the chaff in us and all those around us so that we might fear your name, give you the glory that only you deserve, and give us hearts of worship, Lord. We want to fear you as we love you, as you love us. Thank you, Lord. We want to lift your name and worship with pure hearts, pure joy, casting our burdens on you, letting you take the heavy side of the yoke. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the team that made it to Zurich and drove an hour and a half to Basel. And they've been at the conference and felt the presence of the Lord increasing in Europe, Lord. Thank you for all the connections that are made during these days in conference that will lead to relationships that will bring the gospel to Europe effectively, Lord. We pray as they rest tonight that it will be deep and sweet, that their dreams will be right from heaven. They'll wake up refreshed, even if the hours are not very many. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all that's going on in Europe. Europe shall be saved. America shall be saved. Brazil shall be saved. Mozambique shall be saved. Ghana shall be saved. Cote d'Ivoire shall be saved. India shall be saved. Indonesia, China, Japan shall be saved. So many. Father, in Europe, coming out of the Catholic faith and finding the Holy Spirit has been waiting for them. Salvation, healing, deliverance has been waiting for them, God. Touch those in the Catholic Church, Father, that are being born again, brought into your presence and receiving the true voice of the Holy Spirit, God. Louder than the centuries-old teachings of the church. Yes, Lord, a fresh voice, fresh fire on every priest in every parish in Europe, God. That the churches that have become museums would now be returned to churches, to become churches filled with fire-breathing believers in Europe, God. Reverse the curse. Reverse the darkness. Reverse the death of the gospel in Europe and bring new life. Bring new life, Father. So the churches are busting out with new believers. Even in 
these last days, God, as you bring in the end days harvest. Thank you, Lord. I just want to say how much I love you, Lord. I just want to sing you're my king. Let me just declare it out That you deserve all the glory, God I just want to say That I, I am yours And when the morning dawns I will be there I'll be worshiping your holy name And when the evening falls Yes, I will be Childhoods of praise. I just want to say how much I love you, Jesus. I just want to cry out, You are holy, and so much more. Let me.
On the Ritz, our God is an awesome God. There's thunder in his footsteps and lightning in his fist. Our God is an awesome God. The Lord wasn't joking when he kicked him out of Eden. It wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood. His return is very close, so you better be believing. Our God is an awesome God. In the void of the night, our God is an awesome God. Go into the darkness and created the light. Our God is an awesome God. Judgment and wrath He poured out on Sodom. Mercy and grace He gave us at the cross. I hope that we have not.
strong tower The righteous run to him and are saved Our God is our strong tower The righteous run to him and are saved Our God is our strong tower
Our God is our strong tower. The righteous run to Him and are saved. Our God is our strong tower. The righteous run to Him and are saved. Our God is a strong tower. The righteous run to Him and are saved. He can take. Make them strong. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Make them strong, make them strong. That's us, Lord. We're the weak. Make us strong. Powerful, my Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come upon us in the fire.
Someone to uh, take the first five verses off this sheet and read them on the microphone about the fear of the Lord. If you don't have a sheet and you need one, we'll get you one. You come up to the microphone, you can come with a sheet or without a sheet. We'll get you one. What does the Bible say about the fear of the Lord? And then someone can prepare to. Read the next five. The fear of the Lord. So read it with fear of the Lord. <laughs> the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1.7 The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs 9.10 Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Proverbs 3.7 And the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverted mouth I hate. Proverbs 8.13 And the fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. Proverbs 10.27 yeah. I think we need to stand on this song. It says, stand in your love. So we're going to actually do it.
Stand. 
Do not fear those who kill the body but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Job 28, 28. And he said to the human race, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. been heard here in the conclusion conclusion of the matter fear God and keep his commandments for this is the duty of all mankind Psalm 111 10 the fear of the Lord is the beginning
beginning of wisdom. All who follow his preset, precepts have good understanding to, to him belongs eternal praise. Psalms 33. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. Isaiah 41.10 I just want to speak the name of Jesus Cause I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Till every dark addiction starts to break. Declaring. Start. 
burn like a fire Consuming fire Our holy God We speak your name Have someone read the next five. Isaiah 41.10, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Proverbs 14.27, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. Deuteronomy 10.12, and now Israel what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul? Luke 1.50 His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. And Proverbs 19.23 The fear of the Lord leads to life then one rests content, untouched by trouble. Here I am to bow down here. 
Tell you what your love has meant I'm lost for words Is there a way To show the passion in my heart Can I express How truly great I think you are
you are the worthy one. You sent your son Jesus to die for us as the worthy lamb that was slain for us. So think about fear. We've been reading verses tonight about the fear of the Lord. You can't truly fear something or respect it if you don't know what it is. So much we've been singing about worshiping God and lifting him up. And if you don't have an understanding of, of that God, the, the God of the heavens, of what, not just what he does and what he has done and what he's promised to do, but who he is, the very essence of God, the, the wholeness, the all-encompassing, the greatness, the wonder of God, the, the glory that he just shows to us in just the smallest part because we can't handle the fullness of his glory. And Moses, the one who spoke to God as, as face-to-face, as a friend to another friend, openly spoke back and forth. He said, God, I want to see your face. I've spoken to you. I've known you as a friend. I've spoken to you openly, but I just want to see your glory. I want to see you. But God said, you can't see my face and live. I'm that incredibly powerful. I'm that strong. I'm that mighty. I'm that, and so much that I would destroy you if you saw all my glory. If we have not had a revelation of what that is, the goodness of God, the greatness of God, the, the, the highest, just the goodness of God, then we truly don't appreciate and don't have that, can't have that fear inside us. The fear of God is a good fear. It's not a running away fear, but it's a running to knowing with such respect that you can at any moment be completely destroyed but knowing that God will not do that because he loves us so much it's that incredible combination of of seeing something that that you just know can completely obliterate everything but he created everything the power that's at that fine balance I think God just wants to raise that up again and to see that even for the point of the cross as we go into a time of communion, that time, that is the pinnacle of the demonstration of his ultimate power. He could have come down and completely destroyed the earth at that moment. Jesus could have just spoken out and completely destroyed everything, but he said he came to save the world. Not that the world would be destroyed, be lost, but it would be saved through him. That ultimate power came in the form of Jesus. And he gave that power up in the form of giving his body and giving his blood for us. Not to destroy us, but to redeem us. To save us from ourselves. To save us out of the hands of the enemy. If the world had just the smallest glimpse of the goodness of God, the smallest glimpse of the power of God, the smallest respect of who he is, they would come flocking and running toward him because they'd realize there is none other. And that's what we should carry. That's what we have to carry. That is the burden that we carry inside us. It's a happy burden of the life that God gives inside us to carry the goodness of God, to show and demonstrate the goodness of God, to demonstrate his love toward others, his love toward him, to show that as a reflection of just the natural part of who we are to worship him, to love him through our very lives. I just love going back to the verses that talk about our redemption because that is the, the primary number one witness to our hearts of who God really is to us. This is from Ephesians 2. 
It says, but God is rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. I find that fascinating. He wants to us to be the ones that are pointed at to reflect him because of what he did in us. Again, a demonstration for us, but also for others that God raised us up, brought us that new life. And God says, hey, look at them. Look at my people. I redeemed them. I saved them. I purified them. I raised them up. I changed them from dead to life. I can do that for you. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. That incredible life that comes is from the renewing that we have ourselves, the recognition that it is not from us, it is not by us or through us, but is through what God has done in our hearts. I just want to invite you tonight as we take the elements that the renewing of that, a a real true, um, a reclaiming of that recognition of who God is. If there's any place that you put God, it's anything other than the utmost highest point in your life, I invite you to take that place from anything that takes that place and put God far, far above it, higher than you can even imagine. Just recognize who he is. Recognize his goodness. And if you don't know him tonight, I implore you that God is a good God and he wants to do that in your heart. He wants to do that in your life. He wants to tear away those things of darkness and replace it with things of life, to replace the death with life. He wants to give the hope for the future, the plans that he has. Those promises come from him, from the greatness of God inside us. So, Father, I just pray it's a blessing over the elements that are a physical representation of what you did for us when you sent your son to die on the cross. We just thank you for the life that comes from the blood, the life that comes from the body that's broken for us. We know these are symbols, but you gave us symbols throughout scripture to remind us, to point us, to allow our minds to have some form of a perception and to hopefully grasp but just the smallest part of who you are and what you're trying to speak to us. So we just receive that. We receive the communion that comes from receiving you, from partaking of the remembrance of what you did as you demonstrated to your disciples before you went to the cross. invite you to take the take the blood and the body the body is broken for you broken on the cross that we be restored that we may go from death to life we receive the body today
thank you, Jesus, for your blood that was offered for us, that was spilled to wash away your sins, to forgive us, to take the penalty of the death that we deserve. You took that upon yourself that we may have life and have it abundantly. So we receive of that covenant the life-giving blood that was shed for us. We receive, we drink out a drink of your new covenant comes through. continued and that was the beginning of the rest of eternity we step into that we say yes lord we commit to that the calling that you have for us to walk out as examples of you examples of your life to walk out in the fear and trembling of the lord loving you walking with you and being in awe of you each and every day of our lives let us not forget let us not stumble away but let us press forward on the race you set before us we see our, fix our eyes on the prize, fix our eyes on Jesus. We honor you tonight, and we love you, and we press in, and we continue to worship you tonight, in Jesus' name. someone under 20 to come up and read five more verses someone under 20 who what volunteer do we have we've been reading the verses from Sunday off the sheet we'll tell you where it is we'll give you a sheet we need a volunteer under 20 under 20 who is it who is it come up to the microphone we'll get you a sheet and we'll show you where to read five verses confides in those who fear him and he makes his covenant known to them whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress and for their children it will be a refuge teach me your way Lord that I may rely on your faithfulness give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name fear the Lord you his holy people for those who fear him lack nothing praise the Lord blessed are those who fear the Lord who find great, great delight in his commands. We have a few verses left. We need someone to finish sheet willing to come and 
finish off the fear of the Lord. We won't ever need any more fear. No, that's not true. Read the verses on the fear of the Lord off the sheet. Who is coming? Who is coming? Here we go. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. Philippians 2, 12 to 13. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose.
Oh. 
Ah. Uh... 
We haven't seen it 10.30 for a while. Come early, 10.30. 